Hi, my name is Stephanie Pletka, and I'm here to navigate the messy parts of motherhood. I'm a small-town mom of four who took a parenting blog and wrote a book to help moms find the goodness in the hard places, to chase their dreams, and write their story. So sit tight in the carpool lane. You know what I'm talking about, mamas. Comfortable in those yoga pants, and get ready to be encouraged. This is the Motherhood Mindset with Stephanie Pletka. Hey girl, hey, I look forward to hanging out with you every single week. Yes, you mama, the one who feeds those kids every 12 minutes and who guides those human hearts every single day. You know, when the kids were little between Elf on the Shelf and baking cookies and searching for the newest toy that they just had to have, my husband and I found ourselves knee deep in wrapping paper and surrounded by Legos. It's funny because we had invested so much of our happiness into seeing our kids' little faces light up as they opened their gifts that we actually lost sight of the journey. As we raced to the big day, waking up at the crack of dawn, all of the gifts under the tree were gone. We followed the trail of red bows up to the top of the stairs, and you know what we found? Three little boys laying in a blue race car bed with open presents spread out all over the floor. I felt angry. I mean, I had placed so much stock into the grand finality that I didn't enjoy the journey. You know, in the age of hurriedness where holidays are more about commercialization, when Santa and the turkey are duking it out on the street corner, where unmet holiday expectations make us feel as though we're not enough. Well, on today's episode, y'all, I have a treat for you. I'm interviewing Amy Carney. She's author of Parent on Purpose and 100 Questions for Moms. She loves speaking to parents to empower and excite them to intentionally raise their children with more joy and purpose. Amy's last venture is a product line to help parents easily create meaningful keepsakes to hand down to their children. Her and Keith have been married for 23 years and are parents to 20-year-old triplets, guys, and an 18-year-old daughter and two sons that are 15 and 10 who were recently adopted out of the Arizona foster care system. You'll find Amy at amycarney.com. Girl, it is a pleasure to have you on the show. (laughs) I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you. You know, we have done so many fun things together. Uh, We have partnered in so many ways, and our lives have gotten so busy recently that the only time I get to see you is by doing a podcast. (laughs) That's right. That's right. We're a conference together, right? (laughs) That's right. Life is busy, but it's never too busy for this. That's right. It is never too busy. So I've got a question for you. You know... You've got all these kids, right? And was there a moment or a, a pain point in your journey that kind of created this this change in your life where you decided to write the book? Because, you know, we all have these pain points in our life, right? Where we're like, how did I get here? And you have a message that you want to you wanna help another mom. So what was it? I had uh, triplet sons, and then 18 months later, I uh, gave birth to a baby girl. So we went from four kids or zero to four kids in a year and a half. So um, I was just surviving my way through motherhood. And one day uh, they were heading into middle school and I woke up to the fact that pretty soon I was going to launch all four of those kids, you know, in one year. And I realized like I wasn't living the life that I 
had thought I would be living. I, it, I, you know, the motherhood was not at all what I thought it was going to be like. And I wanted to slow down somehow and try and enjoy this precious season I was in, um, raising my kids instead of just powering through it. So thankfully, my husband agreed uh, that we should get off this hamster wheel called life. And we bought an RV. He quit his job. He was coaching with the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, he quit that job. And we pulled our kids out of sixth and seventh grade and traveled around the United States for seven months in this RV. So that was in 2014. And that got me started back to writing. That started my blog. And that is what prompted me to write the book. Wow. <laughs> is everybody out there going, holy cow. <laughs> this woman, she was crazy enough to like buy an RV and travel the country. <laughs> we have similar stories in that sense, right? That we have we were trying to escape the hamster wheel and we have all these kids and we took off on this adventure. And it's amazing how that pain becomes a platform of change where you're like, okay, this is not the life I want to live. So you make this change and it creates this whole nother world, this whole nother, like you've written books and you're speaking, you know, you talk about so many things and one is the digital age and, and kids with their, their phones and their iPads and how that creates the crazy, right? Mm -hmm. But when we start talking about legacy and memories and keepsakes, that is where you soar. Like I see everything in your face change because this is what you love to talk about, right? Yes. Yes. When you told me, you know, when you invited me on the show and told me what we were going to be talking about, I'm like, yes. I mean, just it's my passion. And um, that's what I hope that I'm out there to do is is to, you know, excite, you know, moms in this and not and ignite them, not make anybody feel guilty, right? It's not all about being perfect, um, but it's about getting excited about the season that we're in of raising our kids. Yeah, and if people look at us right now and they would be like, okay, these parents, these women, they seem like they've got everything together. You're laughing now, and me too, because that is exactly not true at all. Actually, we've been through so many tough times that we wanted to save parents, we wanted to save moms, you know, years of heartache. And that's why we've turned those tough times into writing a book or speaking. And it's not for the faint of heart, is it? When, you know, in the night between raising kids, you're writing an interview for a podcast or you're writing a blog to help another mom. You know, it can feel so isolating at times. So today we're talking about legacy. We're, we're talking about being intentional with our time, with our life, bringing purpose. And I know for me, I have had so many times where my kids, they're like, well, why don't we do this? Why don't we do that? And there was no rhyme or reason to it. No one even particularly liked what we were doing. And we were just doing it because the Joneses were doing it, because somebody said we should. And I thought, you have always said, Stephanie, you have, if you're lucky, 18 summers with your children. So let's talk a little bit about legacy. What we're doing today matters for tomorrow. And this holiday season is is a part of that, right? So yeah, I usually talk about 18 summers, but so what we have 18, you know, holiday seasons as well, right? And how are we choosing to live those seasons out? So oftentimes commercialization in those big box stores have us spinning on this hamster wheel. And by the time we're ready to decorate for Halloween, it feels like pumpkins have been moved to, you know, aisle nine, right? And uh, a week before Christmas trees come out, they're already pushing us to think about Easter 
and, and Valentine's. And it's so frustrating. So the world really sets us up to feel like you're just never going to be enough. Being faster and being better and more efficient, the most perfect, it just won't matter. So what would you say to that mom today who's just going, how do I create a more intentional life, especially during the holidays? Oh, my gosh. Well, I think that we need to slow down and first claim and name our values. I think we're jumping into the holidays without even, you know, we're looking at our neighbors. We're looking at, the, you know, culture to tell us what's important. I use Elf on the Shelf as a good example. Whether you do it, whether you don't do it. All of us moms, I think, look at it and say, uh, should I be doing that? Is that what good moms do? And yes, for certain moms, that is a perfect fit for them. And other moms like myself, that is not something that, that uh, the pressure I need for myself. And I think that's what we've got to clue into is what are our values? What is important to us? And then how do we live that out? How do we enjoy um, creating traditions and memories with our family instead of just constantly reacting to what you know is on social media or what our friends are doing or what culture is throwing in our face right then and there and we're just racing around doing it all. So that's that's what I had to do was slow down. I was doing it all. I was, you know, every fun tradition, I'm, I was trying to do it and pack it all in. And then it's not sustainable. And it's not fun. Um, and that's what I, I wanted to get to the point where I could just slow down and figure out what in the world are, are our values? What do we want our family to be known for? And then how do I kind of create traditions and memories um, based on that today? Well, I've got a question for you. Do you sit around and ask your kids, like, what do we want to be known for or what makes you happy? I mean, how do you guys kind of come up with your tradition list? Keith and I sat down and we... Um, well, I, I guess more developed, um, you know, a parenting on purpose statement. And that's when we were on that RV trip. Like, what do I really want out of this season? What do I want out of the holiday season? And what are the values that Keith and I say are most important? Um, and so I developed this little workbook that I am sharing with your, um, your listeners and your readers, uh, for free to help parents slow down and actually claim their values and how they want to live that out. And I was not doing a very good job of that. And it's hard to do without claiming it. Our culture has us so busy and our calendars are so busy, right? And we're so distracted. Um, so we just are reacting our way through it. And it's, it's uh, so much better if we can slow down and figure it out it, what it is we want at the end. What do we want our kids leaving our home armed with? What do you want them looking back on and remembering um, that your family did. And that doesn't mean that we can't do all these fun, you know, things decorating the tree, you know, all these things we do at Christmas time. But if if I say that faith is the number one thing that I'm trying to build in my, you know, in, in our family and in my children, well, am I more focused on Santa or Jesus? And I had to come to terms with that because I was more focused on Santa for a while, right? That was um, because it's fun. And I think we can do both, right? I think we can do both. If whatever is is uh, more natural and authentic to you is is what you need to be living out, not what everyone else is doing. You are music to our hearts today. I mean, hello. I think sometimes we're just waiting for someone to say it's okay not to do it all, you know, yeah. and no one really ever taught us to be a mother. I mean, not really. You no. know, you you look at see what your your mom did or your 
you know, mentors around you, but just a class on, okay, this is what it's going to be like. This is the temperament of your child, and this is going to be how you have to deal with it. These are traditions, and oh, it's just so much of spinning of the plates and juggling of the things. So I know today that you were sharing the three steps to helping moms give them a, a positive outcome during the holiday season and beyond. So you're saying that number one is claim your value. What would be number two? <laughs> well, I think it's just you claiming your values and then figuring out how you want to live the, that out. So for us, like if I want our family to be known for our generosity, for our giving, um, for our compassion, how am I living that out? How are we living that out in our family? And a few, several years ago, we started a tradition called the Christmas jar. Um, you, and you might have heard of it. It's uh, called the blessing jar. And why I love it so much is because it sits on our counter all year long. And and it collects money. So whenever we find loose change on the ground, we get so excited. I mean, no one probably gets as excited about finding a penny on the ground as we do because we have a home for it. Um, and we have all different ways we, um, you know, money that we would have spent on something instead of spending it on something uh, material, we will put it in this jar. And then we choose someone to give it away to the week before Christmas as a family. Um, so that's just an example of a really small tradition but that I think has a big impact based on our values and what we want our family to be known for. I can see that now. Your family <laughs> fighting your over the penny. A, a hockey, yeah, a hockey professional, and your kids are out in the grocery store going, "Look, I found a penny!" <laughs> oh, really? He'll come. He would come home. He'll come home from the ro- a road trip um, or his travel and 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 give me uh, you know a handful of coins. Here's three pennies or whatever I found on the ground. Right. Well, he's traveling. This is a grown man that, but it connects. You know what? It connects all of us, and um, and it's it's just been a really simple, easy, meaningful tradition for us. I love it, and it's like team spirit. You know, team Carney, because everyone knows what we're doing with these pennies, and it doesn't matter what everybody else is thinking. Exactly, we know where this is headed, right? So you've got this core value. Well, what are some of the traditions that you have created, and why? Um, well, that's one that, like I said, one of our main ones that last all year long to us. Um, we do have an elf that he, he's a magic elf that a friend gave me when my kids were toddlers, I think. And I was like, what in the world is this thing? Uh, and it was before Elf on the Shelf even existed. And uh, he still flies around every night during December for us today. But the great thing about him, he came with a set of cards. So each night he has he just holds a card and it tells uh, a piece of the Christmas story. It focuses on Jesus. It focuses on the values that come along with Christmas, and therefore I love it because it does have that fun to it, um, and it also teaches teaches the values. The company no longer makes him, so I've been thinking about recreating him and, and making him a little cuter because he's not he's a little bit scary looking. But uh, the funny thing is, you know, we talk about you know, so we've launched uh, our four kids off to college, uh, you know, our four biological kids, and now you know we just adopted a nine year old boy, and I thought that magic elf was going to end, but he's. He's back in he's back in action. So so it's fun. And then you know we we usually adopt a family and uh, go shopping together as a family to buy gifts for for them instead of ourselves. But one thing I think that people need to remember is you know we we have these traditions and some years they're just not going to work right. It's just okay to to let go of some of them or all of them if that's what you need in that season too, and not beat yourself up because you're not sticking to your your annual traditions. You know, I love that because that is giving someone permission to go, okay, so I did all of this last year, but look, you know, you adopted a child out of the Arizona Mm -hmm. foster care system this year. So something's got to give, right? You've got to focus a little more on that child and maybe it's not, you know, travel or elf on the show. It's, it's, 
it just kind of, you know, moves a little left and right. There's really no balance in life. It's more harmony to your hustle, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think um, I had one example when I was thinking about this. One one year, I remember, um, you know, I was I hauled all the coordinated Christmas clothing for the family photo, right, that we sometimes can do. And I hauled it all to California because I had this picture of, you know, doing a beautiful photo on the beach. Um, and then the morning I'd planned to take that photo of the kids out on the beach, everyone, you know, and these are teenagers, they were hanging out in their pajamas, everybody was relaxing, getting, you know, laughing, playing games. And I just looked at that scene and I'm like, I'm just going to rest and enjoy this. And I let it go. I didn't do the photo. I, I didn't even send out a Christmas card that year. Um, cause I just didn't want to pressure make, you know, as soon as we can, you know, we, we can put all this pressure on something for an outcome. But what really sometimes matter is that in that being in that moment. And letting our kids be together and building a relationship together was way more important for me. And I just remember I was so thankful that I seized that moment instead of forcing them into the, you know, the the red and black clothes I had hauled for them. And bribing them and to bribing the Doritos. Them because, or... Yeah, you know I've done it. I mean, that <laughs> that certainly has happened many years. But um, so I just want moms to have permission to sometimes just rest into the moments that um, that are authentically happening in their home, too, because um, those sometimes are just as important rest. That's so funny that you said that because oftentimes we're like, come on, just do the thing, you know, and everybody's like, oh, and you just saw the beauty in them just having fun on the beach in their PJs. Okay. You hit on something though that I hadn't, sometimes we can let them dictate to though, stopping traditions or not, because they will never feel like doing a lot of these things as they become teenagers. Right. Um, So sometimes we, we can't just let go of everything because they don't want to do it either. So we got to kind of know when to push, right. And when to Mm -hmm. pull and what's important and what's not taking the, you know, sending out a Christmas card so everyone else can enjoy it. Sometimes it's not that important. Right. Um, But I think we can fall into the trap too. I, you know, the kids, they don't, you feel like they don't want to do it. So you're like, it doesn't matter. And you stop doing it when it really does matter. You know, it really does matter. I have a friend, Shelly, and every year she would say, I am so tired of trying to get the kids to look perfect. Just whatever it looked like, she would send the picture out. And every year we looked forward to whatever crazy the dog flying through and you see a blur in front of them, you know, or one kid crying. It was just so fun, but it was also real. So you have said claim, claim values. What was number two? Well, we said name values and then we said claim values. Those are different. So naming your values are, you know, kind of hitting those generosity, love, whatever you're trying to affirm um, in your family through the holidays. Claiming them is different because that actually means you're going to act on it. You're now going to figure out how you're going to live those values out. You know, it's, the, it's those questions, what do you want your family to be known for? So how are you living that out, you know, this holiday season and beyond? Right. So we've got name it and then we have claim it. And what's number three? I'm excited. I'm taking notes here, girl. <laughs> three is simply enjoy it. Enjoy it. Um, you know, enjoy watching what other other moms are doing, other families, what they're doing. Enjoy hearing what, you know, I'm doing or what you, Stephanie, are doing. Um but not feeling any guilty, you know, any guilt or pressure through it, too. It's it's about getting excited how you can simply live the, live out traditions or memory, memories for your family. I mean, you want what you're doing to serve your family story well in the end. Um, you know, and it's okay to slow down or come to a screeching halt once in a while um, if that's what's best, you know, in this season. That's right, because tradition is a passing along of something that's meaningful. You know, it brings connection. So this is so exciting to me. I love this. So you said, uh, first, we're going to name it, name our value, then we're going to claim our value, and then enjoy 
the precious time, which is often hard for me because I'm like, go, 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 grab the tree, get the Easter bunny, throw the elf on the shelf. Was he hanging upside down eating cookies today? Like all the things, right? And it's just so hurried. All right. So I have another question for you. Do you have a first tell me a little bit about your book? 100 Questions for Moms. 100 Questions for Mom. Yeah. Tell mm-hmm. me all about that. Like, I, I have the book. I filled out all of the questions on an airplane. And whoo, tell me about it. Okay. So the, um, I just released that at the beginning of this year. And it's just 100 Questions for Mom uh, throughout her life from, uh, you know, past, present, and future just as a keepsake to hand down uh, to your child. I actually just uh, ran into a woman this week who told me that she spent uh, so much time, months, filling this out for her daughter, and she cannot wait to gift it to her. It's her adult daughter. Give it, gift it to her for uh, Christmas th- this year. I mean, the book is $11, right? But it's priceless. Mm-hmm. When we take the time to actually answer these questions about ourselves and our lives and how we have become the woman that we are today. And so I think that we're not taking enough time to slow down and do that, to tell the story of who we are, how we got to this place, um, and hand that down to our children or the next generation. Yeah, because we're we're in the long game here, and we're creating memories. We're building a legacy. And the way we treat our children or the hurriedness of the holidays, you know, they're mimicking all of it. How we fight right, how we deal with situations, how we grab the anger out of the sky of something that somebody did to us and we hold it to our heart and we carry it with us all day and we make decisions through that or how we do it correctly, right? How we enjoy the precious time, how we let go of some of those, some of those traditions because You're adopting a kid this season or kids are going away to college and you've got to make room. You've got to give a little margin. Right. Mm -hmm. So I just love this. I love you have always been this person that has helped remind me that every moment is precious. Every moment. Like, look around you, Stephanie. You have 18 summers. When you think of all there's like 86,400 seconds of a day and you're like, oh, these kids, they'll be here forever. But they won't. Every season, good or bad, will not last forever. Okay, well, in the last couple of minutes, is there anything else that you would like to share with us or books or quotes, anything? Well, uh, one chapter uh, of my book, chapter six, is dedicated to creating meaningful traditions. So, I mean, traditions are the glue that hold family together, and they they provide children uh, with comfort because they create predictability in an unpredictable world. So they are important. It doesn't mean they have to be extravagant things. It's It can be really simple things, but they matter. Um, I love, I have two two books um, that I love that deal with traditions uh, and holidays. And one is Sacred Holidays by Becky Kaiser. It's Less Chaos and More Jesus. And then there's The Memory Making Mom by Jessica Smart, which is building traditions that breathe life into your home. I just love you. Anytime I can get great information or I'm thinking, you know, life is tough and Amy Carney's got 22 kids and she just adopted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my goodness. I'm like, okay. So she's also giving everyone a freebie. It's called Your Roadmap to Parent on Purpose in 2022 and beyond. And you can get that at. Um, I'm I'm giving you the the link to the freebie. It's bit.ly slash. I don't even remember, though. Okay, it, it will you. be in show notes. So I'm really excited about that. And what else? How else can they contact you? 
Um, I can be found at my website is amycarney.com. And all social media is Amy L. Carney, C-A-R-N-E-Y. And I like to post uh, different tradition ideas or things that, that are working in our family or not. Well, you have been the biggest blessing, and I just appreciate everything that you've brought to my life and life of women when I know that in the night you're sitting there creating these interviews and, and all the things to bless women when it can feel lonely at times. But Amy Carney, you are a blessing, and I cannot wait to interview you again. So I hope you have a good day, and I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you so much, Steph. If you're listening today, subscribe to my podcast, Motherhood Mindset. Go to Stephanie Pletka for all social media and visit my website at stephaniepletka.com for real life solutions, lessons, and mom hacks. Click on the link in this episode to support the show through Buy Me a Coffee. Hey guys, if this show has blessed you, the number one way you can help me is to click the five stars and tell me what you think over on Apple Podcast. You can go to my website at stephaniepletka.com and subscribe or grab a copy of my book, Living Your Best Life, or even download the Audible for Moms on the Go. Are you in the Phoenix area? Tune into Faith Talk 1360 every Monday at 4 or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Until then, here's to living your best life.